Yo, what up everybody? This is Corbello Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect Season 3. Now, I know there are some people out there that are probably asking me, like, how long you been doing this uh this uh podcast? Well, one thing's for sure and two things for certain. That's not what I'm here to talk about. I'm talking about some news that you probably seen on Facebook. And I took a few pictureable lectures and asked myself the one important question. What am I going to talk about today? Well, <clears throat> to be quite honest, like there are some things in this world that I do want to talk about. And there are some things in this world that I have to like, you know, reconsider. Because by far, I've seen a lot of things. Bad things crucial things but when it comes to the internet it's never a dull moment ladies and gentlemen and right now i want to speak my mind on this situation louise porston who murdered her two daughters for getting it away of her sex life is jailed for 32 years seriously louise porton killed three-year-old lexi draper and 17-month-old scarlett vaughn Less than three weeks apart. <clears throat> and believe you me, this bitch don't have to worry about her sex life because she's in an all-women's prison as we speak right now. And uh, I got to tell you, it's pretty much bad. It's extra bad. It's super bad. It's not the baddest of all time, but I, I just don't get it. I really don't. I mean, all seriousness... <clears throat> This is probably the worst story I had to read because it's coming from a woman whose sex life and you got two kids. What kind of horse shit we talking about here? <clears throat> oh my god, this is this is terrible, ladies and gentlemen. This is fucking awful. It really is. But uh in more ways than one. We have to talk about it. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's it's some sad shit, you know. It really is. But <clears throat> but before we get on to that, I'd like to send a shout out to some people out there that. Uh, never mind, never mind. Let's let's just get on to this because I really want to read this. A mother who murdered two young daughters because they got in the way of her sex life has been jailed for life. Louise Porton killed three-year-old Lexi Draper and 17-year-old Scarlett Vaughn less than three weeks apart. She suffocated Lexi in the early hours of January 15th of 2018 and was then heard laughing at a funeral parlor two days before killing Scarlett on February 1st. She only called the emergency services when she knew they were dead. When Lexi was ill in the hospital, just over about a week before she died, Porton took topless photos in the toilets and was arranging to perform sex acts for money with a man she had met through a website. And police said it was clear from the evidence that Porton had tried to kill her three-year-old twice before. Porton denied killing her children but was found guilty by a jury in Birmingham Crown Court on Thursday and jailed on Friday for life with a minimum term of 32 years. Miss Justice, yep, described her as evil and calculated, saying that these were blameless young children who were plainly vulnerable and ought to have been able to rely on their mother to protect and nurture them. Instead, you took their young lives away. 
One way or the other, you squeezed the life out of each of your daughters, only calling the emergency services when you knew they were dead. I am sure at the time of the deaths, you intended to kill each other, kill each of your daughters. Why did you do so? Only you will know. Porton, who described herself to male suitors as a model, accepted 41 friend requests on a dating app the day after Lexi's death. She was described as calm and emotionless after Scarlett's death and filled her car with petrol as the toddler lay dead or dying in the car. The judge says she was sure Porton had been responsible for events leading to Lexi's earlier admissions to hospital on January 2nd and 4th, during which her life was only saved by skilled resuscitation by paramedics resuscitation by paramedics at the time she used her google account to search for why did my three-year-old stop breathing and how long after drowning can someone be resuscitated the judge added that the the night lexi was killed porton made further sinister internet searches about death i am left with in no doubt that you delayed calling for an ambulance until you were sure she was dead and could be not resuscitated she said the 23-year-old of Skidaw Rugby, Wickshire, suffocated Lexi in the early hours of January 15th of last year and was then heard laughing at a funeral parlor two days before killing Scarlett just over two weeks ago. Post-mortem examinations revealed signs of previous injuries while Scarlett had signs of prior airway obstruction. Portion's only previous criminal history was a caution for wasting police time aged 15. <clears throat> The judge said those who love Lexi and Scarlett have been left bewildered as to how and why you could have done something so evil. Your actions have devastated so many lives. The children's father, Chris Draper, who never met Scarlett, said he felt broken with nothing to live for. Mr. Draper was in court for sentencing, said, I hate Louise. No punishment will ever be enough as I will never get my daughters back. Porton, who sat in the dock throughout the hearing, looking at her feet with her head resting on her hands, did not react. Kyle, like the heartless bitch that she is for doing something that fucking stupid and more importantly, that fucking punishable. And more importantly, she gets 32 years in prison and she probably get out of parole, which is kind of fucking terrifying. All because of her fucking sex life. How fucking sick and pathetic can you be? But more importantly, that is not all more sick and sick and very monstrous is. We have another little tidbit for you people. Texas teacher who tried to contact Trump to have her students important is officially fired. Georgia Clark, a teacher from Texas, has officially been fired after tweeting President Trump and asking him to remove the illegals from Fort Worth High School where she taught. Clark apparently thought that the tweets were private. However, her Twitter account has since been deleted, as Daily Cost explains. Lisa Townsend Ridge at Lisa Rogers on Twitter says that Georgia Clark is too cruel to be a teacher. She's also too dumb to be a teacher. Sharing students' personal info is a violation of Fed law. And given that this woman had already physically assaulted students, why was she still at Fort Worth ISD? The vote to fire Clark was unanimous, and her appeal was overturned. These tweets, not the first time this particular teacher has accused of treating her students poorly. However, the Fort Fort Worth Star-Telegram reported that she had a history of being inappropriate in 2013. She was suspended from her post at 
Western High Hills High School after referring to Latina students as Little Mexico. She was quoted in the reports as saying, while checking their work, I noticed that they were spending their time talking instead of working together. I decided it was time to mix the class together. When I asked them to blend in with the rest of the class, they informed me that they were fine where they were. That's when I said we weren't going to have Texas on the side and on one side and Little Mexico on the other side. She also allegedly referred to a white student, white bread, and complained to a co-worker about another student hanging out with her black boyfriend. There was also a report that she called the student a blood, implying that he was a gang member because he was wearing red shoes. In 2007, a report was filled, filed against her for kicking a student's foot, and there was even an incident for, having, for her being placed on an administrative leave way back in 1998 for using abusive language while speaking to a student. Now, you see, ladies and gentlemen, I try to figure this out in my own mindset. But this is by far the worst of all worst, you know what I mean? I mean, how in God's name, you of all people, come out of nowhere and pull this shit? And then again, like I realized, I'm watching a video about a black student who getting beat by a, by a white kid and more importantly the teacher who saw the fight was pretty much like doing nothing and they talking about they're taking action newsflash there is no action whatsoever these teachers watched a black student get beat up by white kids and to be quite honest like this was the worst even the parents were trying or asking the teachers what can you do what are you trying to do and frankly the administrator the board the teachers even the teacher who videotaped this shit didn't do a damn thing but just let him get beat up which is kind of sad as shit on my part so i'm trying to figure out what are you doing i mean how are you like taking care of this the absolute truth is nothing nothing at all here's another little news tidbit that you probably heard of and it was on Fox 5 judge allows cases against accused Clayton County serial rapists to move forward a Clayton <clears throat> sorry a Clayton County magistrate judge has found probable cause in the cases against a alleged serial rapist Kenneth Bowen who was arrested last month on seven counts of rape and one count of sexual battery police obtained a warrant when his DNA was a match they say in the eight cases most of the attackers took place within a two-mile radius the crimes happened at an area apartment complex over several years detective screen suspicious person 911 calls and Bowen's name surfaced they said it was through social media searches that they saw a picture of the 24-year-old. His face detailed investigators matched the sketches put together by three victims and a GBI forensic artist. They were able to get a warrant for Bowen's DNA. Detectives said it matched victim rape kits. Bowen remained unemotional as the graphic details of the attacks were read in court. Detectives say in each case, the woman's cell phone was taken so she couldn't call for help. Some of the women had children in their homes and even in their beds during the assaults. One victim say police was nine months pregnant and compiled because she didn't want her baby harmed. Bowen is being in the Clayton County Jail without bond. That makes sense. A sick black bastard like this is raping people and all of a sudden like he's not getting any bonds. He don't give a fuck. People who do this shit and then go to court 
you know, it's weird as fuck. And it's damn near disrespectful. Now, speaking of which, <clears throat> this is, this is, I don't read the Patterson Times as much as most people do. But, uh, this is from the Patterson Times. Alleged Patterson dealer was using teens to distribute drugs, police say. A city man is accused of using a pair of teenagers to distribute drugs, according to the public safety director, Jerry Spezio, which, which I will never vote for. Adam Omar, 21, was arrested on Monday around 7 p.m. in front of 1029 Main Street, authorities said. Detectives observed a hand-to-hand drug transaction between Omar and a 17-year-old boy at the location. Police said as detectives approached Omar, directed the 17-year-old and a 16-year-old to... F- flee on foot police said all three detained the 16 year old admitted to being in a possession of a bag of marijuana police said omar allegedly has 16 small plastic bags of marijuana and 11 thc oils police said police charged him with five drug offenses including employing juveniles in drug distribution the 17-year-old was charged with four drug offenses and the 16-year-old was charged with a single offense of marijuana and this is only in my city of Patterson, New Jersey. So more importantly, you would understand. But let me just say this. The more I read, the more confused I get because it's all fucked up in the world of the United States of America. And nobody's doing a damn thing about it. A mother kills her baby. A racist teacher going on a rampage. A rapist who's black don't have no heart whatsoever. And more importantly, an alleged police dealer was using teens to distribute drugs. It's kind of weird. And it's kind of sad. It's kind of fucked up on my part. Because all of a sudden, I could not open my eyes to this shit. But anyway, I got one more for you, ladies and gentlemen. And this is from the Daily Mail. This is a suicidal father who jumped in front of a train with his five-year-old daughter in his arms, called his wife minutes before to say goodbye. And I got to say, this is getting worse by the minute. A suicidal father who threw himself and his five-year-old daughter in front of a train reportedly called his wife to say goodbye moments before he jumped. Fernando Bolbuna was killed when he leaped in front of an oncoming train in the Bronx on Monday morning. His daughter, Fernie, miraculously survived. The father made a troubling phone call to his wife minutes before he jumped. A family friend told the New York Post, Luis Sanchez said that Caraballo immediately suspected something was wrong when she spoke to, spoke to him on the phone shortly after he left the family's apartment with Fernie at around 8 a.m. She couldn't understand what he was saying. It wasn't coming through, Sanchez said, but she got the feeling that something is very, very wrong. A police source told the New York Daily News that this guy told his wife goodbye to take care of the kids. Alarmed by the phone call, Caraballo ran to the subway station at Kingsbridge Road. When she got there, the mother learned that Balbuena had jumped into the path of a four train with Fernie in his arms. The girl escaped the ordeal physically. Unscathed as harrowing video showed good Samaritans pulling her out from underneath the train. A family friend said Balbuena had called his wife. Minutes before he jumped, the mother immediately suspected something was wrong and ran into the subway station at Kingsbridge Road. Caraballo is pictured with her daughter.
Witness recorded video of two Good Samaritans rescuing Fernie from under the train. Several rush hour commuters watched in horror as Babuena made the fatal leap off the raised platform. Among them was Jerry Torres, one of the Good Samaritans who helped rescue Fernie from under the train. I was paralyzed at first, just like everyone Torres, a 36-year-old Bronx construction worker, told the Daily News, but then I was—I just jumped. I didn't do it to be a hero. It was immediate. Torres and another witness, 29-year-old Cesar Dominguez, braced for the worst as they crouched down to look under the train. The two bodies under the train were motionless at first, but then Fernie, wearing a bright backpack, shifted. When she moved her hand, I said, thank God she's alive. Torres said, I said to myself, the girl is alive, the girl is alive. It was the first thing I thought of because there is always a space between the train and the track. I knew in my heart she was alive. Unable to crawl under the train because of the electrified tracks, Torres and Dominguez called out to the terrified child as she terrifically cried, Poppy, Poppy. Fernie made her way out and Torres picked her up, passing her to a man on the platform, Antonio Love. Torres stayed on the scene until Carabelle arrived. She hugged me and thanked me and cried, of course, and that was everything, he said. Love said he tried to reach Babuena, but he was too far under the train and wasn't responding. Balbuena was pronounced dead at the scene. Fernie was taken to Jacoby Medical Center and released with her with a clean bill of health hours later. Medically, thank God everything is fine. She doesn't have any fractures. Caraballo told the Daily News through a translator. She described Balbuena as an angel who was devoted to his children and struggled with depression. He is not a bad person, Caraballo said. I don't know what was going through his mind in that moment, but he's just not like that. He loved his little girl. She added, it's not easy. It still hasn't sunk in. God give me strength. The New York police are currently investigating the incident and no further information was available. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy as might seems. I'm just glad the, uh, I'm just glad that girl's still alive and in one piece. But, uh. I just want to, like, you know, take this time to say what I had to say. Because it's never a dull moment when it comes down to situations like these. And, well, that's all I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. That was the Stark Effect podcast. I hope everybody was listening, watching, and paying attention. Because these stories are pretty much painful to listen to. So, on behalf of everybody... Take care of your kids, please. It's bad enough. I'm Corbella Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga. It's 6.26 p.m., and I want you to have a very good day and have a very good evening and have a very good night, ladies and gentlemen. I got more news to look for. Peace out.